guest is Narsimha, a mechanical engineer based in Prague. He works in the after-sales division of Skoda Auto. Narsimha, like me, is a car enthusiast. Hi, Narsimha. Welcome to my show. Hi, Vedant. Um, thanks for inviting me to your podcast. And it's really nice to be here with you to answer all your questions related to cars. Thanks for inviting me. Welcome. Yeah, I'm actually I'm very excited to talk to someone who loves cars like me. Thank you. It's it's same here. It's it's uh, car, cars have have always been my passion and I'm equally excited to discuss about cars with you. Yeah. So let's start. So Narsima, I'm curious to know what does the name Skoda mean? Uh the true meaning of word Skoda in the language Czech means bad or damage or kaput you know something that fails uh, fortunately that's not what the word skoda uh, car stand for uh, skoda is also a surname here in czech republic mr emil skoda uh, is the name of the person who founded skoda works skoda eventually um, merged with the company called lorin and clement so the brand skoda was passed on from emil skoda to skoda auto that's interesting Can you tell me a little bit about your role in Skoda? Like I told before in my introduction, I work in the after sales division of Skoda department. Uh my current role is to uh oversee the after sales operations in Market India. So last month we re- released our new car new car called Skoda Kushak and we have been monitoring the pro- the progress of how the car performs in 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 the Indian market and i am responsible for the performance of the dealerships uh their their tool inventory how how well they perform i and uh, we are also responsible for the the technical inspection and the technical conformity of the car can you tell me about the process of designing a car okay um to design a car uh, the company basically has to come up with an outlook for of uh the targeted audience first all right so the designer is given the task of coming up with the design initially it will be in the form of a 2d drawing sketches so the designer of the company starts uh sketching the car how exactly it should look like and what what should be its appearance how long it must be how wide it should be and how tall it should be yeah so based on uh the configuration and based on the budget and uh, the ba- based on the targeted audience uh, the car company comes up with the, the sketches and eventually it will go on to be in the form of a clay we what we call it as a clay model yeah so this is where it all begins i've seen in a documentary that um, exactly what you said about the clay models and then after that they build it in a few prototypes in real life working prototypes is that true yes absolutely you 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 use the right word called prototypes <laughs> prototypes are uh usually uh, pre series cars yeah so basically these cars are tested for their ruggedness uh, they are basically abused they these cars are uh, are tested in terms of you know uh, temperature testing um winter testing 
wind tunnel testing wind tunnel testing is important for the aerodynamics of the car so the more aerodynamic the car is uh, the lesser fuel it consumes and higher is the fuel efficiency of the car yeah so the prototypes are driven on real in, in real world conditions they take it to arizona desert in america they take it to you know certain cold parts within europe and they also take to a lot of places uh, where the car could be used by the the customers themselves and and i've also seen this other thing called a rolling road that's where like they roll the tires on uh, like small wheels to check what again rolling wheels they are basically dynamo testing machines uh, wherein the, uh, the cars will be tested for uh, emissions yeah so basically the car uh, all all cars that are sold in europe has to conform to the european union regulations uh, we currently have the euro eu6 uh, emission standards and these cars are tested for fuel consumption and the uh, and the carbon dioxide carbon monoxides and the um, uh, and the particles that are suppressed in the in the emission chamber that are emitted into the environment do you work with any other companies in europe Oh uh, well we are we are part of Volkswagen group we have close coordination between the brand Volkswagen and Skoda so uh so if we can call it a coordination yes uh, because we um, we we within the Volkswagen group use the same platform for pretty much most of our cars say for example the Skoda Superb what you see in Singapore has the same platform that is used in Audi A4 yeah and the same platform is also used in Volkswagen Passat and the same platform can also be used in uh seat yeah so seat is also a brand name seat is also a car company in europe yeah today in the paper i just saw an advertisement about like the restocking of the audi a4 in singapore mhm that's a really popular car here so what is the process of manufacturing the car after the design is finished yeah so once the design is frozen uh, basically we have to start negotiating uh, with a lot of our suppliers to come up with the parts that are required to manufacture a car so the uh, most first and foremost important uh, factor being uh, you know uh, to have the supply chain sorted so that there is constant supply of spare parts of spare parts or you know parts that are actually required to build a car yeah so once the design is finalized we start Uh, having negotiations with suppliers to come up with uh, x y z number of parts uh, that needs to be supplied on a daily basis and before uh, before the serial production of the car the car is t- like i told you before the car is tested in real world conditions in 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 test uh, in 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 labs in in our labs and is and it is also crash tested yeah so it has to undergo crash testing before it is finally it it goes on to you know in in the serial production so the the manufacturing uh, manufacturing a car starts from uh, steel rolls yeah you 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 might have say, seen a lot of these steel rolls uh, um, being carried uh, probably in india not in singapore i'm not sure because i don't know if singapore has any manufacturing plants there but uh, the car starts from the steel rolls and the steel is eventually flattened uh, with the punch and die machines that is where the body works gets completed and eventually this body is carried over to paint shop and once the painting is done and it goes on to uh, the assembly shop where the car is fitted with the interiors uh, 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 like you know your dashboard your screen your touch screen your seats etc your air conditioning etc i've i've heard in a podcast like a bmw one that um, 
parts need to be more eco-friendly. And um, I think that's really important. What about you? Yes, absolutely. Because the European Union here has been uh, has been consistently coming down on a lot of car companies to reduce their carbon footprint. Yeah. So for every every part they produce, they want every company to be held account- accountable for the amount of carbon they are releasing into the atmosphere, be it the consumption of the vehicles or the parts that are used within a vehicle. Say, for example, uh, Škoda Enyaq. Uh, it's one of our latest uh, battery electric vehicles, which offers vegan leather. So they do not use the uh, the normal uh, leather that, that comes out of an animal skin, but we have started offering uh, vegan leather. Does Skoda have any electric vehicles, like just electric or hybrid? Yes, absolutely. We have a range of vehicles that are eco-friendly, starting from CNG. Uh, we have CNG cars, which are bifuel which can run both on your gasoline as well as compressed natural gas. And we also have mild hybrid electric vehicles. We have plug-in hybrid electric vehicles, and we have dedicated electric electric vehicles also. Say, for example, Škoda Enyaq is our latest offering. It's a battery electric vehicle operated completely on battery. Uh, it has an 80 kilowatt hour battery fitted in the car, and it runs for nearly 400 odd kilometers on a single charge of battery. Wow, and also, I've and also I've heard that more electric charging places are popping up all over the world. Yes, absolutely. Uh, because you know, when you release a car in the market, you need to come up with the charging infrastructure because you don't want your customer complain to you that you release the car in the market, but there is no place to charge. Yeah, so there are dedicated parking spots all across. Uh, uh, all across Europe where you can charge your car. There is AC charging and then there is DC fast charging. So DC fast charging is nothing but direct current fast charging, wherein you can charge your car from 0 to 80% in a matter of 30 to 40 minutes. Wow. For me, I mean, I think on newspaper, it said probably in Singapore or US, like Tesla, they, they put like, in parking lots all over the US or Singapore, they put dedicated um dedicated EV charging places and they're like they charge probably within like 20 minutes. Yes, absolutely. That's correct. That's correct. Uh, Skoda has been installing their uh dedicated charging uh spots here in Prague as well. Uh, but I'm yet to see a lot of Skoda cars here uh, because they are quite expensive. So, yeah, of course, in, in the coming years, uh, we'll see more of Teslas. Does, does Skoda have any plans to make autonomous vehicles? Well, autonomous vehicles, um, there are basically four levels of uh, autonomous uh, autonomous driving. Say, for example, ADAS-1. Uh, ADAS stands for Advanced Driver Assistance Systems. Uh, ADAS-1 is basically nothing but your cruise control, etc. Basic uh, ADAS-2 stands... Uh, ADAS2 is in wherein you have adaptive cruise control, wherein you set in a certain speed limit, it automatically detects the uh, vehicle at the front and it adjusts the speed according to the, to the vehicle in the front. Say, for example, you have set the speed limit to 120 kilometers and it is unable to keep up with the vehicle in the front, it automatically brakes yeah, and it, it slows down your car. So there are various le- levels of autonomy. So currently, I think uh, Tesla has uh, autonomy level four, uh, but it's it's a very expensive affair to make autonomous cars. But yeah, Volkswagen Group on the whole 
um, is is pushing towards uh, you know complete autonomy. But th- that'll take a few more years for you to see in everyday cars in from from Volkswagen Group. Yeah, that's obviously true. And I've heard that the Google is actually they're working on a, on an electric vehicle called Waymo, and basically it's fully. I mean, fully autonomous. It has cameras all over, and it, it basically has sensors, so it will see if, if people are crossing the road or not. And it will also scan the spe- speed limit signs so that it can set the speed limit. Yes, that's absolutely correct. You know, Waymo, for example, has a thousand cameras mounted on its car, and it also has a lot of lidars and sonars yeah sound sound uh, navigation um sound navigation ranging yeah uh, and uh, light detection and ranging yeah so so these 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 radars cost a lot of money and uh, most of these autonomous cars are fit to be driven on on uh, say ideal world conditions say for example developed countries like us europe america australia etc where the road infrastructure infrastructure is great so for the car to drive correctly within the marked lanes, you need to have a lot of sensors. And also a lot of discipline is also expected from drivers to drive within the speed limits and within the lanes. So it it, it definitely is uh, you know a step towards progress of introducing autonomous cars. But of course, it will cost you a lot of money. And also I've heard that Uber is actually has invested millions of US dollars for 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 electric, I mean autonomous um, cabs. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah, of course. In Singapore, there's this garden called Gardens by the Bay. Over mm-hmm. there, they have an autonomous shuttle. Mm-hmm. A person just says stop, go, and if someone is walking on the road, the the bus, the shuttle just slows down and then goes fast again. And it has a full map of the Gardens by the Bay like fitted into the shuttle so just tells us where to go it has like bus stops yeah exactly uh, that also requires a lot of uh, you know uh, infrastructure that is required to run these autonomous cars say for example your 5g connection is required and it's it needs to be constantly connected to the internet so uh, uh, the connected cars are nothing but you know constant data exchange between the city municipal corporation if they're feeding data into the system so that it can identify where there is a traffic jam ahead, uh, where there is a road work in progress, so that there can uh, a deviation can be you know implemented in its navigation path, etc. So uh, it, it requires a lot of connection. You know, uh, connectivity is really important when it comes to autonomous cars. It is not just um, uh, the hardware that is important. E- equally, the software is important too. But luckily over there, there's no, there's not much traffic. It's just people walking. So it doesn't need all of that stuff. But if it wasn't like a public transport bus, it would need like all of that stuff. Yeah, it's it's interesting to know uh, Singapore is uh, you know heading in the right direction. I've been to Singapore and probably it's one of my favorite cities as well. We, I, I think you guys have got the one of the best public transportation systems in the whole of Asia, I believe. That's exactly what I think too. Yeah. In fact, like probably like a few weeks ago, Singapore mm-hmm. actually received a few electric buses, fully electric. Mm-hmm. 
and they they actually are going to only buy electric buses from now on. Wow, great. There are so many cars in the market. How does one decide which car is best suited for them? Okay, so honestly speaking, it all starts with your budget and uh, what exactly you want to wish wish to do with your car. Say, for example, you are a person working majorly in the outdoors or you are a person who, who are an adventure seeker. A sedan or a hatchback will not suit your needs. Yeah. Say, for example, there is a car called Ford F-150 in America. Uh, where a lot of a lot of people in America buy this particular car only because it has a huge loading bay at the back. They are the, these are the people who are plumbers, electricians, uh, and a lot of these blue-collared laborers who buy these cars because it serves the purpose of carrying their load. Yeah, so you cannot carry uh, say 800 kilos of your load or luggage in in, in a luxury car like say for example a jaguar or a mercedes uh, the car is not meant to be abused like that say for uh, so similarly you need to come up um, uh, with, with uh, the list of do's and don'ts or rather what exactly you wish to do with your car and also um, finalize your budget say for example if you wish to buy a car that is worth forty thousand dollars in in singapore or say it is eighty thousand dollars uh, you need to identify a set of cars within the within the within the same category, and and come up with pros and cons and the list of features what is uh, offered in 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 each of those categories. So that is how you identify a car. Apart from which, uh, your servicing is equally important. Uh, you need to identify the number of service centers across uh, across your city or the nation where you are living, and uh, you can also check the prices online of the you know spare parts. Uh, this this plays a major important role, major role in in keeping your car running in healthy condition. If, if the spare part parts cost you a lot, uh, it will it will eat away uh, a lot of your budget uh, uh, for that particular year. In I went to the US and over there I saw probably billions of F Ford F one fifties. Yeah, absolutely. It is one of the highest selling models for Ford in America. Probably one of the most sold cars for Ford. Uh, which was the most famous car developed by Skoda? The most famous? Well, uh, I can tell you the car. I mean, I can tell you the name of the car that has been sold the most. It is called the Skoda Octavia. I'm not sure if you have seen one uh, in Singapore. Yeah. So I think we have sold roughly 8 million of those Skoda Octavias in the past 25, 30 odd years. Yeah. It's one of the most, most important cars for Skoda. Which is your favorite car? It doesn't have to be a Skoda one. Okay, uh, my current favorite car is a Skoda Karok. It's uh, it's a it's a compact SUV. Uh, it has all the bells and whistles one can look forward in a car. It has all the creature comfort. It has pretty much what everyone wants in a car. It's an SUV, of course, but yeah, the Skoda Karok. You can you can Google it and check how it how exactly it looks like. Does it have like rotating seats? Rotating seats? No, no, unfortunately not. Because in lots of pictures, I've seen some. Uh, what exactly do you mean by rotating seats? Like, I think I'm. I think I mean like the autonomous cars. Got confused. Oh, okay, okay. No, 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 no. None, none of the Volkswagen Group cars have these 
you know rotating seats except in uh, in a few um commercial vehicles Volkswagen manufacturers there is something called Volkswagen California Volkswagen Transporter Volkswagen uh, Caravel uh, where the the front seats uh, the driver and the passenger seats can be turned uh, 180 degree backwards uh, when the car is stationary and it can be used as a camper van as well yeah i've actually i actually have a Volkswagen camper van model Enjoy mm-hmm. a Hot Wheels mm-hmm. one, and yeah, I, I don't know the name of the model, but mm-hmm. it's basically like a camper van. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, the Volkswagen camper van. What you said is an old model for Volkswagen, uh, but Volkswagen is coming up with the same car called E Buzz. It will be entirely electric, and probably you should you can see it on road in a couple of years from now. Wow, I actually have a camper van Lego. Mhm. Oh, wow, wonderful. It has like a TV and it has beds and seats. Yeah, interesting. And it also has a barbecue grill. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what made you choose to do what you do what you are doing now? Okay, um coming from a humble background i was always fascinated by cars machines and airplanes and i i was passionate about you know being involved in an industry what uh, what keeps me excited and what keeps me uh, you know connected to these machines so that's one of the reason why uh, you can see me in in skoda auto and uh, yeah i think that's my answer and what did you want to be as a child well uh, <laughs> I wanted to join the defense forces in India. I even tried writing NDA exams, uh, but unfortunately, I could not get selected. Uh, so I wanted to join the Indian Air Force. Uh, unfortunately, that didn't happen, though. I've heard from my dad that that you are a really good swimmer. Yes, of course, I am. Uh, I, even till last month, I used to swim on a daily basis. I used to swim swim for nearly one point five kilometers every day. Uh, unfortunately, Raksha started her swimming lesson, so I had to stay back home to care to treat to treat to take care of my baby daughter. I also love swimming. In fact, wow, let's yeah, let's when, have a race. Let's have a race. Yep, someday. What are your hobbies? Oh well, my hobbies. Um, I like traveling. I like driving a lot, especially in Europe. Europe has probably uh, probably one of the best road infrastructures, at least in uh, Western and Central Europe. Uh, recently, last week, I was in Poland. Uh, I drove for nearly one thousand five hundred kilometers. I love driving a lot. Yeah. So apart from which, I swim, and uh, yeah, that that's it. I watch a lot of TV as well. Before we knew about that COVID would in- interfere with our lives, we were actually planning to go on a road trip in Europe. You guys are always welcome because I've been always telling Jaisima to visit us here in Prague. Prague is a beautiful city, you know, with excellent transport, you know, public transportation, and there are lots of places to see here. And I'll be more than glad to take you places, uh, you know, within within Czech Republic. I'll be I'll be glad to host you. Can you take me to the Skoda office? Absolutely, absolutely. There is a guided tour available within Skoda, uh, within Skoda Auto. You uh, you can enter the museum first, and later you you can also have a guided tour of the plant itself. They you may very well see uh, the body shop of 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 Skoda Auto. Wow! I'm so excited. I can't wait to come there. Yeah, of course. You're always welcome. I've been telling you all the time. 
Yep, we'll come right after COVID. Sure, sure, sure. Thank you so much for coming on my show. Thank you, Vedan. Thanks for inviting me on your uh, podcast. It's been it's been wonderful talking to you after a really long time, and it was really nice exchanging a few things about cars. Yeah, this was really fun. Thank you, thank you. Dear listeners, follow my Facebook page Curious Vedant to get updates on my upcoming episodes. To listen at leisure on your phone and get notified about future episodes, subscribe by searching for Curious Vedant wherever you get on your pod, wherever you will get your podcasts, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can also listen to my show on curiousvedant.com. Thank you for listening to Curious Vedant and don't forget to rate and leave comments 